Hello and welcome to The Place to Be, a Seinfeld podcast. I'm your host, Adam. And I'm Eric. On today's episode, we welcome Justine Michelli. Justine was a series regular on NYPD Blue for two seasons. She has also appeared in a number of films and TV shows, including Law and Order, As the World Turns, The X-Files, The Huntress, Gentleman B, and The Sopranos. But Seinfeld fans will always remember her for playing Nina Stengel in the classic season nine episode, The Betrayal. And we are so lucky we get to talk to her today. Thank you for being with us, Justine. Thank you. So this Saturday marks the 24th anniversary of your appearance on Seinfeld. Uh, when was the last time you watched the episode? <laughs> A very long time. <laughs> <laughs> And before you landed the role on Seinfeld, most of the shows you appeared on were dramas. Um, so what was that transition like, being on a sitcom? Well, I was on a couple of sitcoms that didn't go anywhere, mm-hmm. you know. Um, so it wasn't it wasn't like I never did comedy before. You know, I did comedy in theater, and then I did a couple of uh, shows that were comedy sitcoms. But Seinfeld was really my debut do you prefer acting in comedies or dramas um i like both comedy is very difficult you know if you can conquer comedy you can conquer drama Uh, so one of the writers of this episode peter melman mentioned in the dvd extras that he recommended you for the part of nina because he remembered that you read for other seinfeld roles in the past and you always did a great job at your auditions there's a very long there's a very good and long story Okay, great. How I landed that role. <laughs> do you remember the the episode with um, Jeannie Garofalo? Yes, of course. Jeannie Steinman. <laughs> I originally was cast in that role. Oh, wow. And we had rehearsed the entire episode. And something did not feel right. Something felt very wrong. And I could sense it from Jerry. I could sense it from the director. Something was off, but we didn't know exactly what it was. I was supposed to be like the Jerry double banger. You know what I'm saying? So anyway, the nighttime comes. I go to bed and I swear to God, I look like a corpse. I was like sitting there. I was lying there with my hands over my chest saying, "Okay, just got to get through this. Just got to get through this episode because I don't do what Jeannie Garofalo does. That's not the kind of actress I am. You know, they needed someone to be like the female version of Jerry. Right. So anyway, I get a call that night from my agent. And uh, matter of fact, either was my agent or my manager. And they called up and they said um, they're going in another direction. So. The gentleman that I was involved in a relationship at that time, he said, they need to call her. They need to say something to her. So Jerry calls and um, I'm not home. (laughs) I'm not home. So he gets my boyfriend, Kevin, at the time. And uh, Kevin said, you know, she's not home, but she will be home. So he says, okay, I'll call back. So he did call back, and I still wasn't home. So then he left a message. And basically, it was an apology that they needed to go in another direction, but that he promised me he would find a role for me. 
in the future. And both he and Peter really stuck to their word. And I really thought they were stand-up guys for that. They really were. I mean, they could have just said whatever, you know, and moved on. Yeah. But they found the right role for me. And that's they how really I did. Nina. Yeah. And yeah. did you have to audition for the role, Nina, or did you automatically get it? You know, I'll be honest with you, I don't remember. I may have gone in red, you know, for a technicality, but, you know, basically I had had it. Yeah. So can you take us through what your first day was like when you arrived on set? <laughs> Nerve-wracking. Because, you know, <laughs> you're, you're with these four unbelievable people, you know, that can do no wrong. And, um, you know, it, just a bunch of nerves you get when you go on a new set and you're working with new people. But they made me feel very much at home. And uh, it was funny. When um, we were rehearsing, there's a line that I come up with that says email. And I was computer literate. I didn't even have a computer. Okay. <laughs> so I turned to Jerry and I said, what's email? <laughs> <laughs> and he said to me, it's electronic mail. And I said, oh, <laughs> uh, idiots. <laughs> that's great. <laughs> but that's he was awesome. very gracious about it. So this is a very polarizing episode with Seinfeld fans. People either love it or hate it because of the backwards element. So what was your initial reaction when you first read the script and how did the rest of the cast react to it? We all loved it. We didn't have a problem with it. I thought it was a lot of fun, actually. You know? Yeah, I never understood uh, people's negative reaction. to. It. I think it's a classic episode and very unique, great, unique idea, especially for season nine where things were getting a little wackier, a little bit different. But this episode was inspired by the play that Harold Pinter wrote called Betrayal. Were you familiar with that play at all before you filmed this? I'm familiar with the play, but I didn't realize that it had anything to do with it. Yeah, that's because the name of the episode is The Betrayal. So. Right. Yeah. <laughs> well, I just learned something new. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> yeah, I kind of liked that they tried new things in season nine, and this was a great example of that. And Adam and I love the episode, and your performance is one of the great reasons why. I mean, there was just so much going on, so many people involved, so many scenes. It was just a jam-packed episode, but I thought it was really well done. It was really great. It was a very fun shoot, and Jerry made me feel very much at home. He really did. Well, that's great, especially, you know, with his level of success, he had no... He didn't really have a reason or didn't have to make anybody feel comfortable. He could have just said, this is my show. I want things done my well, way. He's a guy from Queens, and, I believe. Uh, Brooklyn. Brooklyn. Well, Brooklyn and then, and then Long Island. Yeah, after. But. Was it Long Island? Well, Queens well, I think is kind of was, next to Long Island. so. Yeah, it's all this. It's in that same area. But it's like, yeah, I think he was born in Brooklyn. And then they moved out to like Massapequa. Yeah, but he's um, he's very down to earth and he's not pretentious at all. You know, I mean, he just talks to you like you're one of the guys, you know, just really a sincere guy. So great. And also, Jason and Julia talked about how amazing they thought the sets and the costumes were for this episode. Did you feel the same way, like seeing everybody all dressed up in all the Indian garb? And no, it was great. The... Oh, yeah. Was great. <laughs> yeah. I almost I really wanted to be dressed up in the Indian garb. Oh, that really was so <laughs> right. Yeah, it was mostly Elaine and uh, Brenda Strong. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Julia said she loved that look. If she could go back, she would choose that look for the entire series. She just right. fell in love with it. Yeah. No, it was very, it was very cool. 
And they also had the elephant in there, even though it was only for a few seconds. That was like their big thing because yeah. they were so successful. They had so much money. They're just like, well, let's just get an elephant for the heck of it. <laughs> no, it was amazing. It was amazing. It really was. Yeah. And that was in the middle of the final season. And the show was so popular, obviously. It was the number one show. And there was a story Jerry told on the DVDs where he made eye contact with the elephant. And he looked at Peter Melman and he went, oh, God, I'm losing my mind. And Peter's like, what's the matter? And he's like, I thought for a moment that the elephant recognized me. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, it's, it's interesting. I was working on NYPD Blue. Mm-hmm. And when you're working on a show, you're very invested in it. And so when you come home from a long day of shooting, you have to memorize your lines for the next day. So I wasn't really up on television. And to be perfectly honest with you, I had never seen Seinfeld. Oh, wow. So when I auditioned for Seinfeld, I was like, what is this? Who is this? (laughs) What is this man about? So I had to, like, do my homework. I had to sit down, watch shows, get familiar with it, you know. Oh, homework. What email was from Jerry. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, so you watched a few episodes before... You shot your yeah. scenes just to get a feel of the characters and you know get the feel of jerry because i really didn't you know because i remember my f- friend Vic cooking he said justine don't you watch seinfeld and i said no what is it and he said justine it's like the sh- it's like the major show on television <laughs> i said well i'm on a major show on television i said so i'm not really focused on other shows i was gonna say nypd blue was like another huge hit at that time yeah it was wonderful yeah yeah it's a great show yeah, there's even a uh, reference to it in Seinfeld, the Dennis Franz poster that uh, George has on his door in the bathroom. <laughs> yeah. Did you enjoy your time on NYPD Blue? Yes, I did. It was too yeah. short, though. Too short. They really didn't keep a lot of the women around. They kind of had a revolving door. Yeah. Uh, the men were pretty consistent, but the women kind of went and, went and came, except for Kim. Kim stayed on for a long time. Yeah. Yeah, she was wonderful. Now, going back to Seinfeld, uh, you had some great scenes with a lot of the cast members in this episode, but we'll start with Jerry. What was it like working with him both on camera and off? Um, It was great. Um, He was open for suggestion. There's the scene where we're in his apartment and we have to make love. So he (laughs) says to me, Justine, where do you think we should do it? Should we do it in the bedroom? Should we do it on the couch? (laughs) So I said, Jerry, let's do it Italian style. Just knock everything off the counter and take me (laughs) on the counter. And he said, that's a great idea. Oh, man. I love that scene. I I just was talking off the top of my head. Perfect. It was perfect. Yeah, it really was. Oh, you're going to tell me all about George? Uh, Just remember when you see him tomorrow night to tell him that the waiter liked him. Really? Believe me. You know, I forgot how much fun it is hanging out with you. I know. You know, we never had a bad conversation. I know. No awkward pauses. Probably the reason we never fooled around. Huh. Yeah. Probably reason. <laughs> and did you have to shoot multiple takes for that scene? Because I'm, I'm sure it was hard to. Um, no, I think we shot it a few times. That was it. You know, it was it was just, you know, just hopped did, on the camera. Did Jerry break it all when you filmed no, that scene? No, he didn't. No, he didn't. <laughs> wow. So that's surprising. <laughs> No, well, did. you know, he's a seasoned veteran at that point. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, what was your experience like working with Jason Alexander that week? Oh, that was really funny, especially the whole shoe episode. Oh, 
That's, that's great. That's priceless. <laughs> the Timberlands. He's and, taking, taking those Timberlands on and off. It's just hysterical. Oh, it's great. And and anyone that's from New York or has lived in New York knows that Timberlands are such a New York thing. Yes. And really, I think George Costanza can be credited with starting the Timberland craze for New York City. <laughs> George, you've been wearing those boots since I met you. You're not going to wear them to the wedding, are you? No. <laughs> And wear black shoes. <laughs> and uh, on the DVD extras, there's a deleted scene where we see George at Nina's apartment, and you ask him to get the wine glasses. Before he gets up from the couch, he puts his Timberlands he puts on. His Timberlands. <laughs> and when you ask him why he puts his Timberlands, Timberlands on, he claims he thought he saw a bug in the other room, and it could be poisonous. <laughs> <laughs> what bug is poisonous? <laughs> uh, New York, too, yeah. Um, did you have any other scenes or dialogue that got cut from the episode? No. No, nothing oh, okay. in the episode. No, everything there were... that you saw me in, I shot. Nothing was taken out. That's a great dinner. Yeah, yeah. The waiters seem to like me, don't you think? Yeah. George, would you mind grabbing the wine? Sure. George, you have to put on your shoes. Oh, I yeah. Uh, I thought I saw a bug in there before. Might be poisonous. <laughs> Here we go. Okay. <laughs> George, mm. you forgot the glasses. Right. Well, one thing that I noticed when I watched the episode is that you do a lot of great acting in your face. Like, you don't have to say anything, but you do a lot of, like, some of the looks that you have. And I thought I saw scenes where it looked like you might have had more to say or they might have put you on camera for a reason, but then they cut it. But so, but it just yeah. seemed, yeah, but you just, uh, you really did a great job. Just, you, you didn't have to say anything. You could just tell what was going on in your in your head watching well, these people. It's great when you can tell what an actor is thinking through his through their eyes yeah and their expressions on their face you know absolutely words are just an addition and the scenes were so great with jason but off camera did you get to know him a little bit at all or interact with him um not really no i mean we just you know we're pleasantly polite to each other and mm -hmm. you know just it was just real professional but yeah. uh, no there was no uh Friendship that was formed from right. the show. Yeah. You also had some scenes with the great Julia Louis-Dreyfus. Uh, do you have any stories from working with her that week? Uh, Julia and I just interacted on the set. We did mm -hmm. not interact off the set. Not for any particular reason. I socialized mostly with the actors when I was on the set. Not so much off. And in this episode, they mentioned if they ever had a problem with Elaine, they could bring in Nina and not lose a step. So I think that's a exactly, huge compliment. Exactly, but I broke that because I stripped George and, and Jerry at the same time. <laughs> right. <laughs> so I kind of blew that concept out of the water. <laughs> but I think that's a huge compliment to you as an actress, especially because Peter Melman picked you for the role and his favorite character was Elaine. So did you feel like you had to study Julia's performance at all since they mentioned you could theoretically be her replacement? No. It was so Just great. I mean, so the, the scenes were so natural and so, and so hilarious. No, it was great. 
it was it was really great. I I no, I didn't feel I I needed to study her at all. Yeah, I guess because it's not like a bizarro Elaine. It's just like a different version of Elaine, someone who could replace her if she ever were to leave. Well, yeah. I think it was because I had platonic relationships with both of them and I was able to talk to them about anything. That's true, yeah. Know, and sex wasn't involved. You yeah. Know? You could be one of the guys just as well as Elaine could. Exactly. But once I did the deed, it was over. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, even though you didn't have any scenes with him, what was it like watching Michael Richards work? Oh, my God. So funny. But, you know, he's very serious. Mm-hmm. Oh, he's yeah. He's very smart man and very well read. You know, that's a funny little story there. Um, we were on the uh, he was outside and we were talking and it was a really nice conversation. And I said to him, I said, you know, I said, it would be nice one, one night if you come over to the house for dinner, you know? And he said, okay, fine. Now, I was living with someone at the time, so I was planning on having him over the house as a guest. So I went back up to him and I said, well, I said, um, Kevin and I will be having dinner with you. And he's like, who's Kevin? <laughs> <laughs> I said, he's my boyfriend. <laughs> I said, you'd be having dinner with both of us. <laughs> <laughs> so I can assure you we never had dinner together. <laughs> it didn't happen. It didn't happen. That's yeah. funny because that actually happened in the first episode of Seinfeld, basically. He has this woman stay over and uh, he's all excited. And then and then she gets a call from her fiance. She hangs up. She's like, never get engaged. <laughs> <You're> engaged. <laughs> uh, what was your experience like working with the director, Andy Ackerman? Um, he's very detailed and, um, very sweet. Yeah, he seems like it. They really went out of their way to make you feel comfortable on set, you know, and tend to any of your needs. That's nice to hear. Yeah, that's which great. Is, which is usually, um, you know, the most important person on a show is the guest star. Like, even when you shoot, they shoot the guest star first. Then they shoot mm. the series regular second or third. You know what I'm saying? Oh, yeah. I see. Yeah. Yeah. So you are the focus. Do you have a favorite line or scene that you were in? Oh, the comment I made about George's shoes. <laughs> You're still, what was it like? It You're was, still... um, and by the way, you could take off those boots. Everybody knows you five, six. Yeah, it is. <laughs> there it is. <laughs> I mean, you have to decide right now, Jerry or me. All right. Neither. What? What are you doing here? A free trip to India. And by the way, you can take off those boots. Everyone knows you're 5'6". Five, 5'8". Five, 5'7". Um, a lot of the cast and crew members mentioned how this was a very difficult episode to shoot. Did you notice this at all? And did you have any difficulty shooting any of your scenes? No. It was seamless. From my point of view, it was seamless. Oh, that's good. <laughs> they may have felt that way, but they didn't let on. It was probably more like Andy Ackerman, the director, and and maybe s- some of the people who had to work on the well, sets you know, and stuff. You never want to make the actors feel uncomfortable. Of course, yeah. yeah. You want them to be comfortable, and, you know, it's the director's job to make things easy, you know, and he was very successful at that. Even though I think your episode was shot before they officially announced that it would be the final season, were you able to be in the moment and appreciate the fact that you were on a, such an iconic show like Seinfeld? Yes, yeah, because, I mean, you had scenes in the coffee shop, you were in Jerry's apartment, you were kind of all over the place. So yes. 
I mean, I can't imagine what that was like to be a part of that. No, it was wonderful. And then I got invited to the rap party, and that was amazing. Oh, man. That was amazing. Yes. I can oh, imagine. What, do you have any stories from, from that night? I mean, I'd love to hear. Oh, God. I just danced the night away with my nephew. I, I, I called up my nephew, who was a Seinfeld addict. And I, <laughs> <laughs> and I said, do you want to come? And he flew cross country and he joined me. So it was a very big moment for him because he had never really been on a set before or around celebrities. So I was having a wonderful time watching him go through all the paces, you know, and meeting everybody and taking photographs with everybody. And, you know, I was mostly taking photographs of him with everyone. It was great. Oh, that's awesome. And what was that party exactly? It was just like on the soundstage? On the soundstage. Yeah, on the soundstage. And they had like music and food and stuff? Music, food, um, they had everything. They had everything. It was wonderful. Yeah. They, yeah, was, I think. Was, they spared no expense. It was wonderful. Yeah, I think when we had Kathleen McClellan on the show, she also played a girlfriend in season nine. And she talked a little bit about that. They had like a magician there. And, and they uh, had all kinds of acts. And I mean, yeah. there was something going on in every part of the room, part of the soundstage and you know, every little corner. And wherever you turn, there was something going on. So it was very entertaining. And was it everyone from the show or was it just from the final season? Um, everyone. There was a lot of people. I, I, everyone got an invitation. Wow. You know, I believe, you know, it just wasn't the final show. Everyone got some sort of invitation to come to the party. That's awesome. Yeah. So who did you enjoy working with the most that week? Mm, that's really tough to say. I enjoyed them all. You know, I loved working with Jerry and I loved working with George. I enjoyed working <laughs> with Julia. I wish I had scenes with um, Michael Richards. I wish I had more scenes with him. That would have been fun. But I don't know if I would have kept a straight face. <laughs> yeah, and if you broke, he would have gotten mad at you. So that <laughs> Do you think so? <laughs> oh, yeah, that's well, that's what happens a lot of times. You watch the bloopers or something, or you, there's stories, yeah, where people have broke. Especially Julia would, would break when she did scenes with him. And he would just get upset and, you know, we're, we're trying, you know, I have a line. I just want to get to it. You know? <laughs> right, 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 right. Yeah. Do you have any props or keepsakes from your time on the show? I kept the script. Oh, oh, okay. I have the script. I've never, I've never, usually on my, when I worked, when I was on NYPD Blue, I donated all the scripts for a charity, but I kept Seinfeld. <laughs> hey. I kept Seinfeld. Yeah, <laughs> definitely. Didn't want to give that up. I don't blame you. So like we had mentioned before, this episode was right in the heart of season nine during the height of Seinfeld's popularity. I looked it up. Thirty four million people watched that episode when it aired. Oh, Lord. Um, what was the reaction like after the episode aired? I mean, were you recognized everywhere? You still look the same. I'm sure people still recognize you. Thank to this you. Day. Yeah, they do. <laughs> Thank you for the compliment. I appreciate that. Um, <laughs> yeah, they do. More from Seinfeld than actually from Blue. Wow. I could see that. <laughs> and what do yeah. people say the most to you on the street? They repeat the Jer- the the Jerry line, uh, not the Jerry line, the uh, George line. <laughs> five eight five seven. <laughs> <laughs> they do. I went to a signing recently. Um, you know, they have those conventions, you know, where you sign your autograph and you take pictures uh, with fans and. Um, and yeah, they wanted me to write that line. 
<laughs> That's awesome. That's my signature, yeah. That was interesting. <laughs> Everybody knows your five six. <laughs> I like that line. <laughs> Perfect. That's great. And before we let you go, we're just going to get into our final segment. It's called This, That, and the Other. So basically, we just ask you a question, and the first thing that comes to mind, you let us know. Oh, God. Okay. <laughs> oh, they're easy. They're easy. Don't worry. <laughs> first, <laughs> first question, a favorite actor you've ever worked with? Jacqueline Bissett. Nice. Uh, which do you enjoy the most, stage, TV, or film? Stage, because it's fresh every night. Mm. <laughs> yeah. It's fresh every night. Never gets old. What actor were you most impressed with on Seinfeld? George. Yeah. <laughs> George. Uh, what role or performance are you proudest of? Well, there was a play I did called Breaking Legs, and that I was very proud of. But <laughs> nobody knows it because it was on tour. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> but I would I would say um, my proudest would be Nina. Yeah, Nina. Nice. Oh, that's nice. Yeah, Nina. Uh, what is your favorite film? Casablanca. Can't go wrong with that. <laughs> um, favorite place you've ever been on vacation? Ischia. Where? Ischia. Ischia. Okay. Ischia is an island off of Naples ah. in Italy next to Capri. It's a wonderful island. Everyone goes to Capri, but no one really knows about Ischia. But it's a wonderful place. So I also got married there. Oh, wow. Yeah, it was quite sure, magical. Yeah, it's yeah. beautiful. It is, very nice. much so. And final thing, favorite moment of your career? Walking on the set of Blue. Yeah. Walking on the set of Blue and seeing my name on a chair. Oh, yeah, that must have been an amazing that feeling was, that was an, that was an awesome moment yeah that was an awesome <laughs> moment i really felt like i had arrived that's know? really cool yeah, yeah definitely it was, cool. it was cool and when the show closed i was given i was given it the, oh the, nice. my name on the chair yeah <laughs> that's great yeah it was well this has been such an honor for us to talk well, to you thank you so much i appreciate yes. it it's yeah this nice has been a lot of fun you. yeah great to meet you too i'm glad we got to do this yeah, me too. You were definitely one of the classic girlfriends on Seinfeld and um, such a thrill to talk to you and so much fun to hear your story and just can't thank you enough, really. Well, yeah. You're welcome. Thank you for pursuing me. Of course. <laughs> <laughs> we hope you have a great night and um, okay, have too. a happy Thanksgiving. Yeah, happy yeah, thank Thanksgiving. You too and a Merry Christmas. Thank, thank you. Merry and Christmas. Take care. And Festivus. Yes, and Festivus, of course. And I just want to let our listeners know that we'll be off next week for Thanksgiving, and then we'll return on Thursday, December 2nd, with a brand new episode. Thanks again, Justine. Enjoy the rest of your night. Okay. Ciao. Yeah. Take, take care. Ciao. Ciao. <laughs> Bye. Bye. <laughs> Ciao. Thank you for listening to our interview with Justine Michelli. If you have any questions or comments, please feel free to email us at theplacetobeseinfeld at gmail.com. You can also find us on Facebook at The Place to Be, a Seinfeld podcast. Twitter at TPTB Seinfeld and Instagram at the place to be dot podcast. You can find our show on anchor, Spotify, Google podcasts, breaker pocket casts, radio public and Apple podcasts. And if you'd like, please rate and review. It really helps us out until next time. Be sure to hang up your pants for the perfect crease.
And they call it the World Wide Web. You can email anyone. What are you, a scientist? Ah, gotta go. Ah. It's great talking. Great talking to you. What the hell is email? 